Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut! Hut! Hike! This is the Game Managers Podcast. The Internet's one and only sports podcast. Breaking down college football's biggest games, latest news, and greatest moments. Are you ready? Because it starts right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Game Managers Podcast. I am Nick Norris, and with me, as always, is my co-host and friend and Auburn fan, Justin Knight. You didn't have to throw an Auburn fan. I don't know who she is. <laughs> yeah, it's not a great week for Auburn, is it? But we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk today Alabama, New Mexico State. Not much of a game, but we'll talk about what we saw. Uh, Auburn and Mississippi State, that very odd game. Justin, if you would call it that. Uh, call it disappointing, probably the worst loss in uh, Auburn history. <laughs> okay, well, we'll get on to that. We'll get into Florida's uh, great win over Sanford, as Dan Mullen called it. Mm, yeah, it was a good win. Good for them. Uh, Oklahoma's first loss coming to Baylor and Lincoln Riley, whining a bit about that. And... Uh, and- we might talk a little bit about Arkansas and LSU there at the end as well. Uh, and, of course, we will have an update on listener love advice from last week and oh, some yeah, of yeah. managers. Yeah. So, uh, let's start out, if you don't mind, Justin, as we always do. Oh, before we do that, uh, we should say, Justin, me and you do another podcast called Ranked, the Most Iconic Years in Sports. Oh, if anybody yes. Likes to listen. Yes, great, great podcast. You know, it's pretty short. If you, you, know, you hate listening to us past 25 minutes. That's perfect for you. You know, you can check out. We just go back and rank uh, sports years. You know, give them a rating from zero to a hundred, um, and we just kind of analyze everything that happened that year. You know, it's pretty good. So if you kind of forgot, like, oh man, I, I don't remember what happened in 2010. Well, we just did an episode <laughs> on 2010, so you can go back see all the big things that happened. If you're really curious, that's right. Check it yeah. out. And we're going to try to do that one every week. That one's not, you know, we're, we'll probably do it sometime between Wednesdays and Fridays. It's not going to have a set path, just whenever we get around to it. But Yeah, uh, I mean, it might not even be every week either. You know, it'll be here and there, so. Yeah. It's got a pretty big back catalog of it, though. I think we got like 13 or 14 episodes up yeah. already. So yeah, yeah, go yeah. back and check those out. I'll link it in the description of this episode if you want to check it out. But anyways, uh, Justin, we need to start out with some Twitter news. Okay. Playoffs? We'll talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. It really doesn't matter what you think. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. Okay. So, Aaron Patterson is not here with us to do Twitter news, so I'll be Uh. taking over for him today. Uh, and this first one comes from uh, Herb Jones for president at J.G. Feigl. Uh, Will Anderson is 9.5 sacks away from passing Jonathan Allen's 28.5 career sacks. Allen did that in four years. Anderson still has three, at least three games in his sophomore season left. Nice. Pretty, uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, he, he's the bright spot for that defense. That's about it. Yeah, he is, he is Alabama's defense almost yeah. entirely. So. Uh, good on him. This tweet comes from at Jordan Davis Hill. 
Um, and Justin, this is something I'm sure we're going to talk about more in depth in a bit. But Auburn quarterback Bo Nix talking to the media now. Nix says, this is after the game, uh, the loss to Mississippi State. I'm not quite sure what happened there. Felt like the entire stadium, the life just mellowed out. The life of the stadium just relaxed there for a minute, and it was hard to get momentum back. Mm. Now, would you say that he is pinning the loss on the fans, or do you think this is just him finding another thing to, like, maybe somebody... I mean, it's possible that somebody even was just like, hey, what would you think of the the crowd today? Yeah, but, I will I will say, um, just one little defense for him, is that from what I heard is that half the student section left at halftime. So everybody was leaving because yeah. they probably thought it was over. And so, yeah. you know, I will say that, but... Um, I guess kind of I don't know how a player how you can pin any loss on fans that's kind of hard to do they're not uh, calling the plays or throwing the ball or catching the ball or covering the right guys so um, you, you're getting a little thin there but I mean I understand you know because you shouldn't be leaving the game anyways I mean my goodness you got these nice seats you got tickets for the season why are you leaving the game what are you going to go do Come on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think <laughs> it's a little bit of a far stretch there. It's kind of hard to defend him on that. Um, yeah, I'd like to see the whole context of that quote. I haven't went back and watched it. I'd like to know what was asked for him to say that. Yeah, but if are, he was asked, like, yeah, um, like, hey, you know, the student section, you know, a lot of people left at halftime. Did that affect anything? I don't know. I don't know yeah. what the question was. Yeah, like you said. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to go back and look at that during this episode. Uh, then the last uh, tweet we have here is from at Red Creek. Uh, Dan Mullen has as many conference losses this season as Kirby Smart does in the last five years combined. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's not more about. That's about not good Dan if you're Mullen. supposed to be uh, competing with uh, Georgia for the East. There. No, I don't think so either. I don't think that's good at all. I still can't believe they made it to the championship game last year. Well, they probably may not for a while. But uh, we'll see. Uh, well, he may not even be there next year, and we'll have a shot. So He may not be there next week. Uh, we'll talk about that more. Yeah, that's a good chance. Just a jiffy. But, uh, Justin, if you don't mind, let's get Alabama out of the way. There's not a whole lot to talk about in this game. Um, the biggest point of contention, of course, are your two main stars, Bryce Young, Will Anderson. Uh, Bryce Young stats for the day, 21 for 23, 270 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, and he got all five of those in the first half, the only Alabama player to ever do that. Oh, nice. uh, I guess just padding on his potential Heisman uh, run there. It yeah. seems like yeah. he'll probably win it, I guess. There's nobody else really to give it to. Uh, uh, it just depends on what the Michigan State running back does. Yeah, that's it's coming down to those two. I'm, I mean, I think. I'm sure everybody else thinks the same thing as well. Yeah, I mean, it's not really anybody else to give it to. Uh, Will Anderson, though. He had two. Uh, uh, he had two tackles, two uh, two solo tackles, two sacks, and two tackles for loss in this game. Of course, a weaker opponent, but these are numbers you're seeing from Will Anderson, regardless of who they're playing. So, uh, pretty uh, pretty good stuff. He's you know I I would like to see him be a Heisman finalist. I don't think he will be. Uh, do you think there's a chance he could be? Uh, I don't even know honestly who. I mean, if you got. Kenneth Walker, I guess he's that's the name of the running back. Bryce Young, um, gosh, is I guess the guy from Pitt is still up there. Kenny Pickett, um, 
Matt Corral, I don't know if you could give it to him uh, or put him in the Heisman finalist. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the only problem with – it's hard to give it to somebody like at a linebacker position like that or D-line um, just because it's it's not like a Honey Badger or Charles Woodson case where yeah. they're playing DB or they're also returning kicks and punts. And so you kind of have that two-way factor. Um, it, it's it's just tough. I mean, yeah, he'll he'll be best defensive player of the year. I know they have rewards for you know cert your position and then best overall defensive player. And um, it's 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 just tough because you got to be able to show you got to be able to two-way player. I think if you're going to win the Heisman as a defensive player. So yeah, usually. Typically, if you're going to be a finalist, you got to do some special team stuff too. Yeah, you got to do special teams. You got to be scoring some touchdowns or something in yeah. some sort of fashion. Uh, fashion, but uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to make a case for a guy at that position because I mean, it's like NFL. You you're not going to see you have the MVP. You ever see any many defensive guys win MVP? It's just it's just how it is. Um, yeah. I know how the, that's what the argument is for the Heisman's like, oh, it's supposed to be every position. I mean, it is, but we know out of all the Heisman winners, it's quarterback, running back, wide receiver, very few, and then the very few DBs who've played special teams or played both ways. So um, maybe they should kind of specialize that and kind of rename it a little bit to say, hey, this trophy's for these positions but then you kind of take away the lore of it you know this is like oh the best college football player so yeah i don't know it's it's hard to make that argument to it, give it to anybody it is uh right now bryce young according to um sportsnot.com their heisman watch page bryce young is still the favorite plus 150 cj stroud of uh oklahoma i mean i'm sorry of ohio state their quarterback is plus three uh, oh yeah that's true yeah i guess he's probably He's up there. He's pretty close to because of the way he's been playing. If he plays pretty well down the stretch against Michigan and Michigan State, I could see it to where he could possibly win it. Yeah, he's got the same odds according to this as Kenneth Walker at uh, Michigan State. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Corral after that, and then it's just a huge drop off. So uh, yeah, until Kenny Pickett at Pittsburgh, and um, that's not happening. So yeah, I mean, I no. you know, it's probably those three that get the invite, uh, but you know. You never know. There's still if somebody has a huge game the next few weeks that can all change. We have years like this every once in a while, kind of like when Ingram won it in 2009, or um, yeah, yeah, you know, even when Henry won it, that wasn't a, a huge year for explosive players. So, uh, you know, no. But uh, next week, Alabama takes on Arkansas. Um, Alabama has struggled with good teams, and Arkansas is yeah. a good team. What do you think you're, we're going to see out of that? Uh, I mean, you know, I didn't expect them to struggle with LSU, and but uh, LSU's defense is better than Arkansas's. Um, I don't know. It just depends on what they're able to put together on the offensive side. If they're able to, because I mean, what you saw from that Arkansas offense at the beginning of the season, it was pretty good. Um, but they've kind of stalled the second half of the season. Yeah. So you know, they'll probably hang in there for a little bit. But I don't think it'll be uh, how the LSU game was. I think. Alabama will win, you know, two or three touchdowns. Well, that's what um, that's what the odds are. Alabama's a twenty point five point favorite. 
Uh, yeah. That's probably about right if they come to play. I think it that's probably sounds about right. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you if it's like a, how they played against Mississippi State, or I mean, I can't really compare it to them playing New Mexico State because even if they had an off game, they would have won by thirty points. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it could be a good game because I think Arkansas has got some momentum from beating – because they finally beat LSU first time they beat them since I think 15 or 16. Um, so I think they'll have a little bit of momentum. So I think it'll be kind of close to the beginning. Well, let's talk a little bit about – since we, you talk, brought up Mississippi State, let's talk the Auburn-Mississippi State game. Uh, I hate to bring this up for you. I know it's still a sensitive subject. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, – where do we? I mean, where do we even start? Auburn had a twenty-eight to three point lead right before the half, or was it during the half? Did Mississippi State score it before? So, the half? Um, so Auburn got the ball first, took it down, scored, great opening drive. Um, Mississippi State, their opening drive, took it down for a field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, Auburn's next drive took it down, scored. Mississippi State stalled out. I think they went three and out. Auburn got it again, went down, scored. Um, Mississippi State. Another driver they stalled out. Auburn got it again, went down and scored. They scored on their first four opening drives. Mm. Let's go ahead and put that in the picture. Auburn scored on their first four drives. Um, Mississippi State got it, and then I, they finally – it was towards the end of the uh, first half. They took it down, and they were able to score. It was 28-10. Right. Um, Auburn had a chance to take it down, at least get some kind of points. There's still plenty. There's a minute 55 left. Um, they got the ball. I think they got it. They got it past the fifty and lined up for a field goal. I think it's fifty-five yarder. Um, and I tell you what, Carlson—he's not his older brother. Uh, He's—I'm honestly kind of tired of him. I think he's a senior, so he's going to be gone after this year. Or I heck—I guess he's got the extra eligibility, so he'll probably be back again. Uh, he missed the fifty-five yarder, and then I think it was like twelve seconds left. Mississippi State didn't do anything, and then Mississippi State got the ball, started the half, scored. Auburn stalls. Mississippi State scores again. Auburn stalls. Mississippi State gets the ball, scores again. <laughs> I don't think Mississippi State didn't punt in the second half. No, they scored. Um, they ended up scoring forty unanswered points. Uh, yeah, forty unanswered, um, <laughs> which is unheard of had, to be leading yeah, by that much. I mean, they had a field goal. They had a field goal stuck in there too. Um, but yeah, Auburn. It, it, it was the same. Same situation. We missed, of course, we missed another field goal. It was blocked. He kicked it so low. Anybody could have blocked that. Um, but it was same crap that happened against Old Miss, where they scored three points in the second half after scoring twenty-eight in the first. Um, of course, A and M they didn't do anything that game, and so I was thinking, okay, they finally kind of found a bounce back here. But the play calling sucked on offensive side. Um, completely changed from they're getting the ball down the field in the first half and they're I mean the guys were getting wide open on some post routes um some in routes they're wide open over the middle and we kind of straight away from that tried running the ball there was no running lanes because O-line run blocking hadn't been very well um so play calling offensive side was not very good it was very safe it almost you know reminded me a lot of Malzahn you know he would get a lot of good leads and he would get pretty safe yeah and kind of throw the game away and i look bobo i already had mixed feelings about him as the oc anyways um i think out of i'll get to Derek mason a second 
as the DC. But I think he could be a guy that would be gone at the end of the season if Harson was to get rid of somebody. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think that uh, you know you got to start somewhere. Those first years as a head coach are tough. I know a lot of people. Are, yeah, a lot of people are being really hard on Harson and Sark and some of these other guys. And Sark probably deserves it nah. more than some others. But um, yeah, we'll get to Sark in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, don't let me forget to talk about that. Um, yeah. But I mean, like you pointed out, Saban went six and six his first year. My first ever college yep. football game I watched live was Alabama getting beat by Louisiana Monroe at home <laughs> yeah uh so you know this stuff happens first year first years are tough you, your staff is yep. new you don't know them that well you don't work together super well yet you the players don't know you maybe they don't trust you and um and I don't think it's a trust issue necessarily with Brian Harson. I think it's just they're learning no. how to all be play together and uh it, but what is unusual is that this is a team that has gotten after it the first half and then laid an egg, you know, or not came to play the second half. And yeah. usually it's kind of the other way around. They come out maybe slow and then the coach will pick them up at halftime and get them going in the second half. This isn't really, I mean, it's, I, yeah, it, you know, um, it's hard to, it, you have a big lead. It's hard to stay kind of, uh, well, you know. another issue I have. So with Derek Mason on the defensive side, um, of course they went into the first half, gave up 10 points. Um, so I guess in his mind, he thought, you know, I like what I'm running with. He was rushing three guys, dropping back seven, eight guys. You know, most of the time he's rushing three, maybe four sometimes. So he's dropping back seven or eight in the coverage. So Rodgers, he had plenty of time because we're not going to get – there's our three guys on the D-line, they're not going to get the kind of pressure that we've had in the past. So he's got plenty of time. Guys are going to get open when you're standing back there for so long. It, it's bound to happen. You can't cover somebody for that long. Um, so guys were starting to get open over the middle, down the field, because he had all day to stand back there. And so I was thinking, okay, they've scored, you know, three, four, they keep scoring like this. What in-game adjustment can we make as a scheme? Are we going to start sending four or five guys? We're going to start sending some delayed blitzes, some zero blitzes, where O-line doesn't have enough guys to block, and so you're sending someone on a free blitz just He's going to get, you know, there's a good chance he's going to get there. But we didn't do that. We weren't sending any pressure. It was the same crap every drive. It's like drop back seven or eight, let him have plenty of time to throw. And they were just eating us up. I mean, he threw for 460 yards, something, six touchdowns, scores a Mississippi State record. Um, and so I, I think that frustrated me the most because he didn't change anything about the scheme he was running. Um, because you got to be able to make in-game adjustments. That's just the nature of the game. You can't run the same. There's a lot of times you can't run the same scheme the whole game. Right. So that was that was pretty frustrating to see that and him not kind of make any changes. Because when you bring, if I know people bring up, well, you know, A and M, they didn't give up any touchdowns. But A and M's offense is completely different. They're more run heavy. The quarterback they got, they have, um, he's not a great passer. So we were able to kind of control A&M in that game. So, you know, that kind of bothered me. He's been kind of – I've had mixed feelings about Mason throughout the season because there's a lot of times Auburn's – I know the defense is learning a new scheme because it's a new D.C. It's not steel. They're running a different kind of defense. Um, but there's a lot of time. it takes them forever to get the play call in. You can see them staring at the sideline. They don't know what to do. They don't know what position they need to be in. Yeah. So it's, I, I mean, I think he'll be around another season just because 
I think you know he still has potential at, at the DC spot, but got to be able to make in-game adjustments. That's I think if I had to put the whole loss on anything, I think it's the coaches because it all starts with the coaches. Once you get that kind of lead, you still got to be able to be aggressive, making the right calls. And then if something starts to change, still got to be able to make an adjustment. Right. And you got to keep the players motivated too. So. You and I, um, you and I, we stay pretty, we stay pretty critical of Bo Nix, but I didn't think he did anything necessarily wrong this no, game. No, no, no. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll say that after the way he played last week, which I already had a feeling with how inconsistent he is, he'd yeah. bounce back at home. He plays well at home. Um, he would have a good game, and he, his first half, it was great. I'm. He looked great. He looked comfortable in the pocket, um, and I thought he he looked fine. Yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, I just his, think he was twenty-seven for forty-one. That's not that's not great, but it's not terrible. Three hundred seventy-seven yards, no, two touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, that's that's pretty good. That still gets you eighty-three point seven QBR. That's still that's that's good enough. If you uh, yeah, and I mean, you know, he played majority of the second half on a broken ankle. Yeah, well let's so. let's talk about that. So he confirmed on his his social media about an hour ago that uh, it's broken. He's undergoing surgery. The season for him is seemingly over. Um, yep. So I guess now it's the TJ Finley show until huh. uh, Bo Nix, you know, hopefully recovers. You know, by next season, which he he should. It's not. It doesn't yeah. seem super serious. So. Um, what are you kind of expecting to see out of him the next couple weeks? Because I don't know. <laughs> I, honestly, well, I, I've been telling you, I don't think I'd said it on the show, but I've said the whole time, I was like, oh, Auburn's going to win the Iron Bowl this year because it's at Jordan-Hare. Uh, it's not a very – it's not a great Alabama team, and Bonex finds magic in some of these big games. But now without him, and also we're out without Anders Carlson, uh, he's probably out for the season as well with the leg injury. Um, oh yeah, that's right. They did that dumb onside kick. Yeah, he so, injured I didn't on that realize onside that. kick. Yeah, so um, we don't know the extent of it, but the rumor is he's done for at least the week, probably the year. Uh, so yeah, I don't right. know. That's that's a lot of pressure to put on, additional pressure to put on this offense and TJ Finley. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, TJ Finley. I mean, from what you know, I've seen this year and certain drives is that. The dude's not mobile. Um, he's a pocket passer. He needs plenty of time in the pocket. And even when he does have time, he's not very accurate with the ball, from what I've seen. He's overthrown a lot of guys. Um, in the O-line, I mean, the O-line's been fine. But there's been plenty of times where Bo Nix has had to do more than what's asked of him to run out of the pocket and try to make a play. Finley can't do that. He's he's not a mobile quarterback, um, so I really don't know what I expect from him, especially on the road. He'll be starting. The good thing is he had plenty. I mean, the dude had plenty of experience last year playing with LSU. He started games, so that shouldn't be a factor. It's just the talent wise. What do I really expect? I don't really expect much from him. I think it's going to be pretty run heavy. Um, Tank and um, Hunter, they're going to be running and Shivers every now and then. It's going to be pretty run-heavy. Um, and then they'll probably try to work in some wide receiver screens, some bubbles. Um, maybe They're probably going to try to do a lot of short passing quick. They want to get the ball out quick, I think. If you're smart, don't don't try to run out these plays You know that take time to develop. Just run some quick slants, hitch routches. Make, make it quick because 
you can't let Finley stand back there. He's he's not going to be able to get out of the pocket. So I think if you're smart, give him some quick routes to run, um, some quick plays. Ball's getting out of his hand pretty quick. And I think maybe you'll have an okay shot. But knowing how Bobo's been calling games, I wouldn't be very confident in what I – I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Like you told me earlier, if they lost to South Carolina. I mean, they lost to him last year uh, at South Carolina. I wouldn't be surprised they lost this coming weekend. Yeah. And then the Iron, the iron Bowl is going to be uh, – could be ugly. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Iron Bowl, you never know. It could go, you know, you never know, but, but it, it doesn't look good, does it? <laughs> so, But, the, yeah, here's the issue. You know, Auburn's the team, they'll win the crazy close, the memorable games. Alabama is the team that will win by 30 or 40 in an Iron Bowl. Yeah. So Auburn's not known to have these great dominant games in an Iron Bowl, not in recent times. It's the close ones or the memorable ones. Alabama's the ones – 2012, would y'all beat us 48 nothing? Yeah, 2000. So. <laughs> there was another season we lost like 37 nothing. So yeah, um, it, it it it'll probably be you know three touchdowns or more, sadly. Well, Justin, before we get into some of the funnier games this weekend, like Florida, Oklahoma, Texas, uh, would you like to treat us to some night needs to know? Night needs to know. Probably with some of the stuff you've done before, I probably wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't be surprised if I put ashes in cookies and fed them to you? Yeah, because it was someday for the SEC again. That, that might make sense then. I guess just how back. How does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to know how it makes sense. Now this is looking like a bad idea. I uh, sure will. And I, I was going to see if there's anything. Oh, I was going to say, um, so... Auburn was 62 and 0 before yesterday, when up by 25 points. Um, and also, here's the interesting thing: so Mike Leach was 2 and 1 when he went up against Harson, and all three games he was down by at least three touchdowns at some point in the game. And so his one loss was by three. Wow. So Leach already had his number when coming back, which is <laughs> it's a little scary to think that yeah. someone can have your number like that. <laughs> um, Right. So that was another fact that I found out about that game, which was kind of odd. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, so um, not a lot of good records to have in your first season, but, you know, it's, I'll, I'll give it a pass because this is Malzahn's team. Yeah. He, this is a lot of – this is his recruits. Yeah, this isn't, um, this isn't any I'll Harsons see, guys, really. Yeah, I'll, I'll give them, you know – Two three seasons. If I'm not seeing any, if I don't really see much improvement next season, I know next season's going to be kind of tough because we're um, the recruiting class isn't great right now. But if I don't see much improvement next season, especially the third season, then I'm going to be pretty worried. Yeah, next season I'm not really looking for an improvement, even necessarily in record. I just want to see a more quality product out of the guys on the field. Yeah, yeah. And more then consistent. that third season is when you want to see the record. You know, obviously, you want it as soon as possible, but third season is when that needs to start happening. I think. Yeah. Yep. yep. Anyway. All right. Uh, so yeah, let's get into some night needs to know. So I guess the important question that's all kind of on our minds, especially after watching the Texas Kansas game. Mm-hmm. So Kansas hadn't had a conference win two years. I think it was over two years. Um, There's first. Yeah. So. I don't even know the last time they beat Texas. Probably 2007 when they had that weird good season. I was looking that up. 
I know this is kind of off topic, but last winning season, or no, I think they had a winning season in 08 or something. But 2007, they were, did you know they were ranked second at one point? Yeah, yeah, that was that weird, crazy that? year of, of college football. Yeah, yeah, they went. They had one loss. They won They won their bowl game. It was a big bowl game. Um, that I mean, that was probably the last time they beat Texas. Um, so Sark, did you put him on the hot seat? That's my question. Um, before I answer that, so I, I, look, I googled when was the last time. I forgot that Texas lost to Kansas in 2016 with Charlie Strong. Um, and that oh, was no, that, did they really? And that was kind of the game that got him fired. So um, oh yeah, I mean if you lose to Kansas, yeah, it's not a good look. That's um, the that's probably the worst power. <laughs> Them and Vanderbilt are pretty close. Yeah. It's probably the worst Power Five teams. No, Kansas. So. Kansas is the worst Power Five team because just yeah. last in recent history. Uh, but to yeah. get to your, I don't know. See, I don't, I don't think he is. But there are so many people calling for his job online that it's almost like well, oh maybe, yeah. I mean, the, well, here's another maybe to please them you just do. I don't know. Well. Uh, so they've lost five in a row, which was the first time they've lost five in a row since like 1950-something. Yeah, 56. Um, yeah, so that's another issue. I mean, I know the Texas, not the best of team. He's dealing with Herman's recruits. I understand. But, you know, that's just tough to swallow if you're a Texas fan. And Texas, you know, the boosters are probably un- unhappy too, and they're run by the fans there. Yeah. So it – Really, just depends on how he finishes out the season because it ain't looking good right now. It's not. And look, he's it, what's bad is the way they're losing because I mean he's supposed to be you know this offensive guru, and um, oh yeah, their offense is is very pathetic. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's really yeah, bad. I mean, and they, I say that they put up fifty six points, but they put it up against that the was worst against defense in Power Five football. Yeah. So it's I mean fifty seven to fifty six to lose in overtime to Kansas. I mean, I guess it's better than getting just destroyed, but allowing Kansas to score 57 points is uh, it's pretty disgusting. I don't... Yeah, I mean, because... I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's looking good, because so they've got West Virginia, and they've got Kansas State. So Texas is 4-6, and six, and so they changed it to where... it Was it five wins makes you ball eligible now? Uh, that was for last year. It? I don't know if it still is for this year. Okay, they have four wins. So they lose one more game, they ain't going to a bowl game. When's the last time Texas didn't didn't make it to a bowl game? Uh yeah, so it's back to six wins officially. Uh it's back to six wins. So you have to have five. Okay. Uh let's see, when was the so last when, time Texas was not bowl eligible? Let's even move so two thousand they played in a bowl game. They played in a bowl game two thousand one, two, three, four. So they've played in a bowl game every year since let's see. Oh, they didn't ma- they didn't have a bowl game in two thousand ten. It was what it looking like. Oh, really? Yeah. So look up what their record was that season. Texas football twenty ten. Also, it doesn't. It also yeah. doesn't look like they, they had were five a bowl. and seven. They didn't have. They didn't have a bowl game fifteen or sixteen. Okay, so I, I thought fifteen, but I, I forgot about. I didn't know about sixteen. Yeah, fifteen. They only had uh, five wins. Sixteen. They only had five wins. So yeah, maybe it's more okay. common than we think. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I guess Texas just sucks now. Yeah. Now that we think about it, so. Interesting. Um, I think yeah, I think he should be a little worried about his job. It's not really looking good. Yeah, I just yeah, I mean, I think if it was any other year, you wouldn't have to worry about it. But there are so many great coaches but, that are going to be on the market this year. That yeah, uh, and the other issue is that I have too, 
is say they buy out their contract and go to the SEC next year. What is that going to look like? Yeah, it's going to be a bloodbath. I mean, that's that's pretty scary. Yeah, it'll be um, ugly. Yeah. Well, Justin, do you have any so, more needs to know, or is that it for this week? Um, I think there is another one that I was going to ask. I th- oh, okay, I was going to ask you. So, what are you thinking about Cincinnati now? Oklahoma, I know they were behind them, yeah. but they've got a loss now. Well, How do you like their chances? Well, let's jump over to the AP poll real quick. Of course, the coach, the college football playoff poll won't come out until Tuesday night, but um, yep. AP poll has them at number three, uh, right behind Alabama. Yes, sir. Um, okay. So it's Georgia, Alabama, Cincinnati, Oregon, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Michigan State. Um, Oklahoma okay. fell all the way to 12 in the AP poll. Uh, you know, it's looking more and more likely that they're going to get a chance. <laughs> so... Whether you like it or not, it seems like as long as what well, they got two more games left, but as long as they win those two in their conference championship, they're probably in it. They should now. Um, well, if Ohio State and Oregon wins out, yeah, yeah but they might. The, their only shot is going to be Alabama has to win. Yeah, I don't. And then I just don't. If, yeah, all those teams aren't winning out. I mean, either Georgia Georgia could lose the SEC championship and still make it, but Alabama can't. Alabama yeah. loses their out. Um, Ohio yeah, that's State. What I'm saying. If Ohio State could very well lose the Big Ten championship, or you know, could. or one of their games left, or to Michigan. Yeah, so Michigan. Yeah. Um, you know, something's gonna probably give. But let's see what Cincinnati, because Cincinnati's now, last couple now, games their hardest games, right? Uh, yeah, I think they have to play SMU. They could lose that one, and then more than likely they'll have to play Houston in the uh, their championship game, which Houston's been pretty good too. Yeah, so that won't be. Um, I think what's also interesting, too, say Cincinnati does win out. Um, Michigan's behind them right now, but Michigan wins out. Um, I mean, if Michigan wins the Big Ten, obviously you have to jump Michigan above Cincinnati. Yeah, pr- yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, they've got SMU and then the East Carolina, and then they'll have uh, whoever's in the championship. I guess Houston. So Cincinnati really – I mean, they still could lose. They could lose this week. They could lose the next three weeks. Um but it'll be interesting. People will lose their minds if they keep Cincinnati out, though, and they're undefeated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, um, well, and... I mean, people are going to complain no matter what. But, um, I mean, I do kind of want to see them make it just so they can get crushed and people can kind of realize <laughs> why yeah. a non-Power 5 team has not been making it. And people want to argue... Well, you know, they play Georgia good in a bowl game, or UCF beat Auburn in a bowl game. Bowl games don't mean jack crap. Yeah, everybody's looking you know, toward the draft. Everybody's yeah, partying the night before I mean, at Disney World or whatever. You think about the Auburn. Yeah, just you think about the Auburn game. They lost UCF. Auburn could care less. They just lost the SEC championship. Yeah, their season they could was care over. Less to be back. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. Georgia, when they played Cincinnati, was it last year? Georgia could care less to be there. No. They weren't playing for anything important. They were looking I mean, ahead any to next big, year. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it's just how it is. Um, so you can't really argue that point. Um, but I, I, I kind of want to see it. Just want I don't want to see what happens. Like Georgia versus Cincinnati, <laughs> that would be just a rematch and just to see the difference a year makes in these two teams and when they're playing for something important. Yeah. How big of a gap there probably will be. Yeah, it'll be brutal. Um, <laughs> it'll be really brutal. Yeah, I just want to see that so people can kind of realize why 
non-Power 5 teams haven't been making it. But you know what? I, I would mean, love not... nothing more than for Georgia to get beat by Cincinnati in the national championship. Now, if Georgia did lose, <laughs> that would be... Hilarious. I, know, I, hate, I hate Georgia. I hate Georgia as much as I hate Alabama. Um, so I'll be rooting for Cincinnati without a doubt. Oh, yeah. I, so I, that's where I'm kind of like, oh, but do I want Cincinnati to actually kind of win that game? <laughs> Um, because yeah, I mean that would be hilarious it, if they were to be able to beat Georgia either in the first round or yeah the national championship game. I would love. It'd it. be hilarious. But, and um, you know what? They if they make the playoff, they'll be America's team because they're not obnoxious like UCF. UCF. No, UCF I, I haven't heard. Got in there, everybody roots against them. But Cincinnati gets in there, people will be like, yeah, let's go for the little guy, you know. So I think. Yeah, because um, Cincinnati hasn't been making. I mean, I haven't really. I look at some of their comments. I mean, some of them course they'll complain about it just because you know they believe if i was a cincinnati fan i'd be like yeah we should be in the top four yeah Yeah. um so but yeah they haven't pulled it now we'll see at the end of season if they go undefeated and they're not in the top four and whatever if they'll claim an ash if that happens then i completely forget what everything i said about cincinnati they suck (laughs) they're just as bad as ucf but i that would be Icing on the cake if Kirby Smart somehow choked away oh. another playoff game. It was to Cincinnati. <laughs> it's a dream. I'd love oh, it. It'd be beautiful. Uh, well, really quickly, uh, we don't have a ton of time. Let's talk a little bit about Florida and our local Samford here in Birmingham. <laughs> I was really wanting That's Samford hilarious. to win this game. Uh, Man, they played they played good, didn't they? Yeah, they really did. They're uh, Their quarterback was 33 for 52, 400 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, that's to throw for 400 yards on Florida as Samford is crazy. They're one of their receivers, oh, Washington. He had 124 receiving yards alone. <laughs> well, I think it was um, the, so they scored 42 points in the first half, which was the most points ever against Florida in the first half. Yeah, and it comes from an FCS team, not you know, an SEC team or <laughs> any other Power 5 team. It comes from Samford. Yeah. This small little school where you don't think football, you think academics, and you think education. You don't think football. Yeah. They scored 42 points against Florida. So that was that was pretty funny. That was great. I mean, I loved it. Uh, Emory Jones, he was 28 for 34, 464 yards, six touchdowns, no interceptions. But uh, Auburn ends – I mean, Florida ends up winning 70 to 52 – but it's a humiliating yeah. win. Still, Dan Mullen goes into the locker room with the boys, turns on the music, cranks it up, gets dancing, and then goes out to his press conference and says, this is a great win for our program. We're going to celebrate it. What? Okay, yeah. What? I mean, if, you know, I, I, I guess now for him, Sanford's a big win. Yeah, so well, good on you. Maybe, that's just the, maybe they'll get bowl eligible, too, <laughs> if they're lucky. they got to win one more. Uh, oh, hey, I could... I, they could lose to Florida State. I mean, Florida State as I would have never expected. I mean, I think Florida State's got four or five wins now. Yeah. The where where Florida State was after losing to Jacksonville State, an FCS team on a hail mary. Um, I was like, this team ain't gonna win a single game <laughs> this year. And then they they just beat Miami. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? For the way Florida is, I, Florida State definitely has a shot in that game. Uh, really quickly, we'll talk about Oklahoma losing to Baylor, uh, throwing their undefeated season away. Uh, of course, Baylor, toward the end of the game, late in the game, they kicked a field goal. Um, Lincoln Riley was upset about that, saying that's not how sportsmanship works. 
but everybody else pointed out, mm-hmm. well, Baylor's in the running for the conference championship, and their system comes down to most points scored. So uh, they yeah, need sure. those points. Yeah, yeah so it's like, yep. so shut up, Lincoln Riley. Just take your loss. I mean, it's, it sucks. You're <laughs> probably going to be in LSU next year anyway. What does it matter? Uh, That's true. Yeah, I haven't thought about him moving somewhere else. But, um, yeah, Oklahoma, we knew Oklahoma would lose at some point. It was a matter of time. They still have issues at quarterback. I mean, Caleb Williams just got benched. I get, he got benched, so Rattler was back. And that in. killed his last and, remaining Cosmo odds. <laughs> Oh, well, what's funny, too, is I think it was maybe after his second or third game, Herb Street was like, man, Caleb Williams, he's going to be the face of football <laughs> in his next yeah. seasons. And he's, he's getting benched. Well, so, you can't, I, it's, you know. it's impossible to predict these things. Everybody you think is going to no, be in good yeah. college sucks. And everybody you think is going to be nobody is great. There's no predicting it. Like it's Yeah, just, just look at the Heisman odds for this season. Yeah. I mean – They've been completely wrong. Most, I think Bradler was up there, like second. Yeah. Heck, probably even first. Yeah. Think about all the so. businesses that gave Rattler and these guys millions of dollars, and then they just don't even play. Mm. <laughs> nope. He hadn't even been playing half yeah. of the season. Um, and then lastly, thing we're going to talk about just really fast, LSU loses at home to Arkansas 16-13 to in overtime. Um, and this probably makes it – almost impossible for LSU to get bowl eligible. They have to win the last two of their games, uh, which probably probably won't happen. Uh, Who do they play the last two games? So they'll have – they always play Texas A&M last, right? And now – let's see. So they got uh, – yeah. Yeah, so they got ULM, which they should beat them, Louisiana Monroe, and then Texas A&M, which they should lose. So they're probably not – Are they playing A&M at home or on the road? Um, sorry, let me go back to it. Looks like they've got – a&M, if my computer will load, at home, hosting. I mean, you know, A&M now, they're like, uh, we have, you know, they, their confidence has to be low now because they know they have no shot. Yeah, they got nothing of, to uh, play for. So, uh, so um, that could be interesting, too. I mean, just because LSU, their last two, I mean, they played Alabama tough. Arkansas is still a good team. They played, they honestly should have won that game. They had a chance to win it. Um so I mean, they they still have, they can play pretty freely because they have nothing to play for, um, nothing to lose. So I mean, who knows? But yeah, poor Edo, you know, it's not gonna be losing. Might not even be bowl eligible. Yeah, once again, he'll be an analyst at Alabama in no time. Ah, uh, that dude's gonna retire and enjoy his money. He probably will. He probably will. I could see him just being the kind of guy that just never does it again. Like, yeah, I had a good run. Whatever. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean. Nobody would have ever expected him to win a national championship, so I'd be like, no. I got my money, I, na- I got a ring, yeah. that's all that matters. That's right. Well, Justin, if you don't mind, let's do a very quick mismanagers. And now it is time for mismanagers. The headline of this article by Mashable is, Oh no, construction workers find a bunch of teeth inside a wall. Oh my gosh, that's horrifying. Wait, what? Student says she gave cookies containing grandfather's ashes to classmates. Why would you ever tell someone that? Angry Seal helps Australian police bust drug smuggling ring. (laughs) Okay, what you got? Okay, so this week from foxnews.com, a New York man bursts into flames after being tasered. 
<laughs> you heard about this? Uh, he must have had he must have had a lot of alcohol on him or something. Well, like he must have just been doused in some kind of alcohol. He, you're you're right. He was covered in hand sanitizer, actually. Well, there you go. <laughs> I don't know why. Covered in hand sanitizer? <laughs> yeah. What is he doing covered in hand sanitizer? Let's see if I can figure it out. Uh, it was unclear. Or did he just have it on his hands and he got taste on his hand <laughs> and it's boof. <laughs> says it was unclear when Jones poured the hand sanitizer over himself and whether officers witnessed him do it. Uh, looks like there's almost no information on this except he covered himself in hand sanitizer, he got taste, and he burst into flames. That's all, that's all there is. <laughs> I, I, I hate him laughing at it, but he must have been doing something to get tased in the first place. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> I mean, just imagine being the guy tasting him, and all of a sudden you see, woof, the dude's just all, he's on fire. I'd be freaking out, especially if I didn't know he just, you know, doused himself in hand sanitizer. I'd be like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> yeah, this heck? is like an act of God. <laughs> well, here's a uh, another one that I'd hate to be this person as well. This Massachusetts driver was avoided a squirrel, so he swerved out of the road. And crashed into a historic home built by Abraham Lincoln's ancestor. <laughs> oh my gosh. Completely ruined the house. The car went through it. Uh, this old Ugh, car. And I bet, I, and he's, and he's going to be liable for all that too. God. Yeah. Um, mm. How are you going to go flying into a house? You're just trying to avoid a squirrel. I, I don't understand. It's a squirrel. I mean, it's. I mean, come on. I, I'll have to show you the picture. It's pretty out of the road. For him to have drove through this house. I mean, if it was a dog or a person or a cat, yeah, but a, a squirrel, come on. I mean, just, the squirrels are pretty quick. You know, half the time you think you're probably not going to hit it. It was built by um, Abraham Lincoln's great-grandfather, Samuel Lincoln. So that's an old house. It looks Ima- old. Imagine, yeah, imagine being the guy known for, hey, aren't you the guy that took out one of the, one of the oldest houses in America that was built by <laughs> Abraham's... Um, Abraham Lincoln's ancestors? Oh, that's you, right? All for, all because of a squirrel. It's a, a squirrel. It's a house that's so old, it looks like it doesn't have a window in it. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, four I mean, walls. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a tree rat. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many squirrels. Come on. Uh, and the last story I have also comes from Fox News. New York firefighters rescue naked man stuck in bathroom wall for several days. <laughs> what? bathroom wall <laughs> the Syracuse fire department responded just after 7:30 a.m. to the landmark theater after employees heard someone banging off the wall and yelling for help um, the adult male who was not immediately identified was believed to have entered the theater two or three days ago oh my gosh uh, it was not immediate immediately clear how he got to behind the wall um, also what is he doing naked why didn't he have any clothes on? I don't know how he got in the wall. It's just like, it's a wall. Um, <sighs> it doesn't seem like he has any answers either. I don't know how he got in no. there. This seems like a mob thing. <laughs> like, he got yeah, in trouble with the mob. Some, it's a little, it's they a little sketchy. They naked. They put him in a wall and, and closed it back up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'd be freaking out if I'm just, I'm just peeing and I hear someone screaming in the wall. <laughs> Get me out of here. Let me out. Let me out. That's been stuck here for days. That's crazy. Thirty-nine years old. Uh, good on mm. him. Yeah, that's a little. Doing, it's a little weird. Doing something right. Well, anyways, Justin, yeah. I think that wraps up the show. Would you like to take us home? 
Hey, any uh, relationship advice? Oh, my goodness. I almost forgot. Thank you. Thank you. Golly. Yes, we have an update. Idiot. We have an update. Uh, Good. All right, here we are. Um, all right, so he says, Brian here. To be clear, I am 19. We're asking what his age is. My girlfriend is 18, so this is out of high school stuff. We go to the same college, okay. he says. I ended up deleting Instagram. Uh, was this the right decision, or am I a coward? I do like her a lot and don't think I want to break up. This is just a hang-up she has. Anyway, if you wish for me to leave her, I will do whatever you say. You have all the power. <laughs> Not really. So for a quick catch-up, Brian messaged us last week, asked for relationship advice. His girlfriend got gets a little upset whenever uh, he passes a girl's photo on Instagram. Um, so I ended up just deleting the so app. He, so he deleted Instagram. Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, uh, I mean, I did, did she say, hey you need to delete Instagram or I wonder if that was just his decision. I, um, I, I'm going to, the way he worded it, I'm going to say it was his decision, but it, he, ob, she I obviously don't. had some, some play into that decision. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I have mixed feelings. I, I, you know, if you really, really like this girl and you're, you know, you're like, Hey, I'll just get rid of it. So this won't be an issue. Good on you. But what is it going to be down the road? Yeah, what else are you going to have to get? You know, up? like, yeah. hey, you're watching, you love sports, and you're listening to this podcast, obviously. Um, hey, you watch sports too much. Mm. You need to stop watching sports. You need to turn that off. Or, hey, say you like video games. You want to play a video game every now and then. Oh, look, you're always playing that video game. You're always on. You Get rid of that PlayStation or that Xbox. Um that's my only issue with it you know what is it going to be down the road because uh, i know this is small it's instagram who cares about instagram you know get you get rid of it because you you know you want to be with a girl you know that's i understand that um just what is it going to be down the line yeah you know what are you gonna have to what is she going to be upset about here's when it, if you someone you think you're going to be with for a while here's my thing if it causes a big enough upset that sh- that you felt that it was easier to just delete it than to deal with the issue, then that might be a problem. Because that's probably something yeah, that you should address. Yeah. But I get. Yeah. I guess it depends on the content too. Like we said, if this is just like, you know, regular pictures of normal girls, then that's con- that's yeah, concerning. Yeah, just people you, you went to school with. Yeah. yeah, that's concerning. So yeah, I mean, like you said, I think they've only been dating a few months. So keep you know. Keep looking into that, uh, but yeah, that's it's a it's, it's a red flag, I'd say at the very least. Yeah, um, especially since it's only been a few months, so you don't really have many ties. At least you haven't been together for a while. Yeah, that's the issue. All of a sudden, you know, it's kind of like, hey, if you want to cut ties, you can cut ties. But yeah, I guess I would just you know, just see what happens if you really like the girl. You know, keep giving it a chance, and if it but if it ends up being something else, that's when I'd be a little concerned. Well, we have another email from Richard. You want to hear this one? Hey, what's up, Richard? It says, hi, with LSU getting... This is a typo. With LSU getting Coach O go... I think it's supposed to be letting Coach O go. And the USC yeah. job open, a lot of high-profile head coaching jobs are becoming available. With that being said, do you think house keys should be the same size as car keys? Car keys are big and easy to find on a keychain. House keys, not so much. I need your opinion on this, Richard. Uh, say that again. <laughs> so what's the question? <laughs> so he starts out acting like it's going to be a sports question, and then he asks, uh, should house keys be the same size as car keys because they're easier to find on a, a keychain? 
be the same size. <laughs> I guess. Um, I don't know. I feel like because then you're gonna have to. I mean, there's so many doorknobs out there now. You really want to have to remake how you how you uh, do a doorknob. Um, I feel like a key that big. This is a logistical like nightmare, kind of, Richard. You're wrong. Just leave it. Let it be. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Put a little. Put a little. But, tag on it or get up one of those fancy colored keys i got one that looks like the alabama state flag just do that it'll be fun yeah yeah or just don't have as many keys on your keychain i, I mean yeah what are you I, what I are you couple. up to richard what do you need so many keys for anyway <laughs> yeah i mean what are you involved in is what i need to know <laughs> that you can't find your house key what's going on so um because i don't really have any trouble finding mine i mean it's, it's right there yeah um, so unless you just, you know, you have a lot of storage facilities and you just have so many different keys, you know, it's, well then label your keys. But then what are you storing, um, Richard? What's, what's in the storage? Yeah, what do you have going on? What kind of shady stuff on the side do you have going on? I don't on? trust you. And if it involves a lot of money, get us involved. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't say anything. So, but I, no, they, they need to be different sizes so you can differentiate between those keys. So, yeah. Well, good deal. Good question, though, Richard. I like your question. If you have any more weird questions like that, feel free to email us at gamemanagerspod at gmail.com. You can also send them on Facebook at TGMPod and Instagram and Twitter. What else, Justin? What else is there? All right. Yeah, hey, check us out. We're at the TGM Pod, like Nick said. We're at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, check us out on the website. I don't think I said the website last week, uh, thegamemanagers.com. Uh, yep. Where the podcasts, I think you're still putting podcasts there, right? Yeah, I've got a. I think it's like technically under a link to it or something. I'll have it going by the time this comes out. It'll be fine. Okay, yeah. So he's working on the website. It'll be up and going. Uh, yeah, check us out there because we'll be posting. Not only do we post the podcast, you know, link on Facebook, you know, stuff like that, but we'll post updates about stuff going on in the sports world. You know, big injuries or big news just in sports in general. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening. Uh, we really really appreciate the questions keep sending those questions we love answering because it feels like you know we're communicating with people that listen so yeah. um, and we got we'll have the yeah, other keep, podcast uh, ranked the most iconic years in sports we'll have that uh, in the description yep, so you can just click that, on the little yep. link and go listen to it if you want to yeah, yeah if you want to check out you know get a little reminder of uh, what happened in 2010 check that one out so hey y'all have an amazing week all the Auburn fans out there this, you know what? You know what it's like being an opera fan. This this doesn't surprise us. <laughs> it's a new low, but it's a low we're used to. <laughs> this is what we go through. <laughs> it's uh it's the roller coaster of being an Auburn fan. Mm. That's just how it is. It's rewarding though when it does and, work out. Well, you know, every now and then, <laughs> 2010. So it's been a long time. Um but that's just how it is. That it's in any sport too. Mm. Baseball, basketball, I mean, just the way every basketball fan knows what happened in the Final Four. That, uh, that I think that hurt more than the uh, 13 national championship that we lost, if I'm going to be honest with you. Really? Just because just because it was our first Final Four, um, and we really had a shot to win that first game to go to the national championship. Um, that, that one stung because I was just like, man, I don't know when we'll – because it's so tough getting to a Final Four unless you're a big program. It's so hard, and so losing that, it was like, man, I, that, that was right up there with losing the 2013 national championship. That was tough. Mm. Well, on that sour, sad note, 
Goodbye, everyone. Sour, sad notes. <laughs> you have a great, <sighs> great week, despite But all have that. a great week, guys. <laughs> yeah, War Eagle anyways. Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut, hut, hike! Thank you for listening to the Game Managers Podcast. Please remember to like and subscribe. Goodbye. Adios. And sayonara. <laughs> <laughs>